Ladies, ladies are leisure, ladies, ladies are leisure, ladies, ladies are leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Elisa and I actually recorded a podcast last week and you might be wondering, why didn't I see it? Oh, that's because while I was in my basement for 30 minutes recording, and let me tell you, it was a great recording. Sometimes I make fun of my solo podcasts, uh, but it was pretty solid. And then I replayed it, even thinking to myself, huh, that seems weird. Uh, I use Zencaster. And it has never failed us, except the fact that Slijana has never been able to use it. So I, I give that caveat. Uh, but it's fantastic. It now has video. And for some reason, it recorded 30 minutes of static. And I don't know how you deal with failure. And I don't know how you deal with March failure. Because as we've agreed, March sucks. March is the worst. But I deal with failure, uh, especially 30 minutes just down the drain when time is super precious to me in the morning with pretending it didn't happen and eating some cookies. And here we are a week later. So guess what? We now have a a new fusion podcast. (laughs) We made it to April. Congratulations, everyone. I hope you made it through April Fool's Day. My kids just brought up pranks to me. And at first I was like, why are they trying to play pranks on me? One, I'm going to be better than you already. But I also don't want you pulling pranks on me. Just I, something about a three-year-old and a six-year-old playing pranks, especially dudes. It just makes me think it's going to be about poop. Like they're going to just have poop somewhere and be like April Fool's Day. And there's enough poop in my life. I don't need that. But uh, I played a couple pranks on them. It was uh, putting eyeballs, uh, googly eyes. I did this a couple years ago where I just put googly eyes on things and then in like happy faces and it makes it look like the lamp is a creature. Um, it, It worked out pretty well. And I have tons of googly eyes. If you wonder what's in my closet or craft room, it's amazing. Uh, so Jenny used to joke that all she had to do, a couple of my friends do this. I wonder if Lisa has this. Um, hundreds of googly eyes? Sure. An extra balance bike so that your kid could try it? Yes. Pipe cleaners of all the rainbow colors, but most especially sparkly silver? Of course. 18 different kinds of glue? Yes. Something to weld something? Mm, well, we can light something on fire and see how it works. And that was essentially what I did. I went into my craft supplies and tried to figure out what can we do for uh, April Fool's Day. So we've left March behind us, which is great. And I got vaccinated. I'm not fully vaccinated. I got my first shot. And as I've learned, uh, that doesn't actually immune you to COVID. My cousin, uh, who I've wanted to have on a guest as a guest for a while, who just started her own podcast. Um, my cousin Nikki, she is the one I've mentioned before that's a professional or was a professional golfer. Now she does sports psychology at University of Connecticut and Eastern College. She has started her own podcast. It sounds like she, we had like a deep dive on how to do a podcast. And she knew someone who wrote a book about starting a podcast. 
this just goes to show you, I anyone can write a book. I, you know, I just need to be more committed to it. Anyway, she, her friend told her how to start a podcast, so she did. And I don't know if she's published it yet. I think she wanted a couple more under her belt, but I'll mention it here next time. But she got COVID in between her first and second shot. And our, my buddy, Carlene, she also got COVID last month and she can't get the shot because she has too many antibodies in her system. She's basically a superhuman right now. I, not that I had like let down my guards or anything, but there is this feeling after you get your first shot where you're like the end, the end is almost in sight. I just got to go another month. Now, if you get the Johnson Johnson one shot, who I don't, I do just walk out of there and just start breathing in the stores and just like sniffing all the clothes that COVID people had touched. I don't know, but it's the light is at least at the end of the tunnel. Um, so everyone's, everyone's now speculating, what's it going to be like when we can go out in the world? I don't know. I have had to start going to work uh, in the summer and then I've been going to work recently, but I still do a lot of online discussions with people. I don't think I've noticed anything different, but a question people have mentioned is what have you done during pandemic or what was your pandemic like and how long will that be a question that you answer? And I had to relive my pandemic life because, gosh, March last year was so long ago. What was April like? I am positive I was taking all the lynda.com classes and being like, oh, this is my time to shine and learn all of those technical skills that I've been trying so hard to hold on to. It's not working. Uh, I, I do know how to make a better PowerPoint and there's a special screenshot option. So that, that stuck with me a year later. But I do ask people about their pandemic. I ask, oh, what, it, what new skills have you gotten? That seems kind of rude. Some people are just surviving, right? And they also don't want me prying into their lives. But I feel like if you've survived a year, even with your children staring at you or your cat looking at you or any of the things, I want to know how you did it. How are you so much stronger than you were now? I'm also excited for the theme parties. I love a good theme party. What is a pandemic theme party going to look like? Is it going to involve like super decorative masks? Is someone going to have COVID? And if they touch you, you have COVID. Like I can, I can only think of the great, it's not funny now. Obviously we're still living in it. So no one's going to think it's funny, but I've been a couple of years. If I throw a COVID theme party and someone dressed like COVID shows up and you have to stay away from them six feet, or you get like a little, uh, oh, what could we do? Like put a little badge on them and say, you've got COVID. Ha ha. It's not funny now, guys. I know, <laughs> but it will be, I promise. <laughs> one thing that's kept me going the past couple of weeks, I have not been inside one, but two bouncy houses. We've gone over how I'm like a ch- child before. I still am like a child. So the first one, it was one of our daycare ladies' um, birthdays. Uh, So the kid was having a birthday. She got a bouncy house and it was one of those obstacle course ones. 
oh, that's a great pandemic gift to give your kid. So oh, I tore through that thing. I also raised my kids and I won. You know what you're not allowed to do if you're my son? Shout pause in the middle of a race because I'm kicking your butt. There's no pause. He even told me later, he's like, well, you cheated. I said pause. I was like, this isn't your Super Mario video game you've been playing. Just because someone's kicking your butt, there's no pause. But what if there was in real life? What if you could use pause in the middle of a meeting? We're going on and on about policy or you know, assessments, whatever your eyes are glazing over and you say pause and then you can go just walk out or continue it later when you're in better frame of mind, go get something to eat. If there were times where I could go get something to eat and like fill my face with garbage food and then come back, that would have been great. But yeah, there's no pause in real life, especially when I'm kicking your butt at a bouncy house obstacle race. So that was fun. I counted that as my fitness for the day. I went eight times in a row with children chasing them through it. I started to let them win my shoulder the next day. Ooh, that that felt like I went through a bouncy house, even though it's a ton of full air. When was the last time you just fell on your shoulder? Even if it's a cushion of air, it's it still doesn't feel good the next day. Then the next weekend, there was another bouncy house. This one was unicorn themed. The reason I know it's unicorn themed was there was a sign on the side and it looked like someone had maybe taken some art classes and they had no other graphic designers. And they said, Hey, listen, this could be a unicorn bouncy house. Could you draw some sketchy looking unicorns that look like they have different parents? Like one should just be staring with like an open mouth and a leer that follows you all around the yard. There should also be two majestic unicorns that look like they don't belong at this party. They thought it was going to be cooler. Also, there should be two ladies and their bellies should be showing for no other reason, just belly showing. Also, one of the elves, her her upper butt area should be showing. Uh, it's what the kids would like. Mm-hmm. And then just put a knight in the background that's riding a donkey for no reason. Oh, in a house. I feel like there's a job potential in my future where I just draw weird logos based on that request. I could have done that and no one asked me to, but I could have done that. I also want to give a shout out to my cupcake lady. So when I got married, I had cupcakes uh, for instead of cake. It was by Cup Confections Cupcakery. They no longer have a storefront but you can get them delivered. And for one, my boss is, uh, left. She's kind of in the middle of leaving, but she's she's basically gone. So for it going away, I had for a mere $10, a delicious amount of cupcakes delivered. One of them included pink champagne, the pina colada cupcake comes with like a little pink straw sticking out of it. There was peanut butter cups, But because it was so shortly after St. Patty's Day, there was Guinness and Bailey's flavored cupcakes separately. You don't mix the two. You you could have, but you shouldn't. And they were just delicious. Having an assortment of cupcakes just arrive at your door and then bringing it to outdoors to a fun lady party, that was just lovely. And four of us just admired 
a beautiful assortment of cupcakes. I'm also impressed because I mentioned I like themes. When someone goes over the top, so someone was in charge of bringing cheese, they not only brought an assortment of cheese that just looked beautiful. There was blue, there was the squishy cheese that just pools if it's left out at room temperature. But they also brought herbs in a pot. So you could pick off some sage to eat with your cheese and doilies to put under the flower pots. These are the kinds of details that in the wedding episode, uh, I stressed I would not care about colors of napkins, even the napkins themselves. Sometimes I find pants are napkins, so it doesn't matter. And it was interesting to watch someone have gone through and pick out these details because my brain doesn't work that way. And it was just lovely. It was outdoors. And it was probably the first time that someone has put out a spread that more than just like two people could admire from a socially distanced perspective. It was lovely. I enjoyed it so much. So cupcakes and cheese also include some doilies. So there's also some leisuring that I do where I listen to other podcasts. Sometimes it's just a, I'm interested in the subject. Other times it's, oh, this was really good. I would like to give a shout out to the Nosy Neighbors podcast. They only have one episode. I'm hoping they get more. It's two people in the LA area. I've Nextdoor.com is the forum that you put in your address and then you get put in your neighborhood and you can see what people are posting. Since I've moved here, it's been a lot of beautiful people posting. I saw a bald eagle at the park today. Here's a beautiful picture of a rare butterfly over the lake. And I'm like, wow, that is the opposite of the guy posting. Should we be concerned about the man that was undressing outside his van at 3.45 this afternoon and scared a couple off. And there was a great debate on should the couple have just left him alone? He's allowed to undress in the street or how dare this person expose himself to this couple? So very different types now. So what this podcast does is they read out interesting things they found. I will give a teaser here. My favorite story that they told was someone that posted, please stop throwing hot dogs over the fence into our yard. It's causing digestional problems. And it the people rationalized what is happening. Is someone finding hot dogs in their yard and eating them? And are you so addicted to hot dogs that you have to eat them, even though they've clearly been outside and like in someone else's possession? So definitely tune in. It's about 48 minutes long. There's a couple other great stories and pretty high quality as well. So there's that one. And then Malcolm Gladwell has another podcast. He's a beautiful person. I would listen to that guy most of the time. Some people are a little over him. I'm not one of those people. He has a podcast. I think it's called Smart Learning. But if you search his name, it'll pop up. And he talks to one of the execs at IBM about AI and learning. And it's I know a little bit about it, so I was interested to hear 
how he talks? Like, was he using plain language? Could I follow what he's saying? Was it, you know, mostly academic speak? But it was pretty good. You could follow. He asked questions that he probably already knew the answer to, but it helped bring the audience along, which I appreciated. So those two, if you go need to check out a podcast, I usually listen to them when I'm walking my dog in the neighborhood. But I also had to do some more commuting than usual this week because it was spring break. This is the first time I've had to actually pay attention to spring break. Usually it's just people go or I see pictures on the news about like, oh, Cancun, everyone's going there. Last year, spring break was, you know, it divided the people and should you have gone to spring break and it was super spreaders all over the place. Even this year, it's like, uh, take it down a few notches. I know we're getting excited for vaccines. The problem I had this year was it's the first year one of my kids is old enough to actually go to spring break. So there's been virtual learning. It's out this week and a bunch of my friends do spring break and summer camps. So I decided to sign my kid up and I kind of did this. I was asking my parents about this. I remember going to soccer camps. There were these Brits that would come into the area in the summer and they would do like week long soccer camps. But like, I never went to like sleep away camp and there was like some rec center camps that I would, I would sometimes do where they did hiking and some random activities and some some field trips. But the camps around here, I want to take the camps. And at what point should I just make my dream a reality of making a camp? That's what, if anyone asked me what I would do if I got like a million dollars, it'd be to open an adult camp because most of the ones I see now are run just for the exclusiveness of frat and sorority ladies trying to relive their drunken days. It's drunken debauchery. And it sounds terrible when you're in your thirties and you're like, I can't do that anymore without hating myself. My idea of camp would be, so I signed my kid up for Lego engineering camp. I want to do that. I'm going to sit with Legos all day and just play with Legos. And literally that's what he does. They have bins and bins of Legos they give you some guidance and they walk you through some projects, but then he's just building Legos all day. The bad part was he is also at a rec center where right next door, there's actual ninja obstacle camp and they're jumping and doing tumbling. And I could lie, he would probably much prefer that. He hasn't said that to my face, but uh, I know even I thought that when I walked up, I'm like, oh, I would have rather had that too. I would include that in our camp. I would also include um, a wine tasting station. So even though I just trashed, you know, getting completely messed up at camp, there's obviously going to be some wine tasting. Uh, there, oh, learn to make your own cheese. Who doesn't want to do that? I was talking to a buddy of mine who learned how to make mead as part of his pandemic uh, side hustle. We could have a mead making station. So I'm not saying no to alcohol. I would like to have trampoline workout class. The more I keep thinking about trampoline workouts, I always try to find really good ones because I have a little trampoline I like to use. Some of the YouTube trampoline workouts are weird or they don't have music. And I'm like, were we just bouncing to nothing in, in our living rooms? If you're going to do something, do it to music. Come on. And then there's some of the other activities like 
Do you remember playing musical instruments? I bet some of us still retain those. I would love to just like jam out with other people. Also, I need a kayak buddy. What? Let's all go to the kayak area and go get some kayaks. If you're not into kayaks, we got a tubing station. Does your tube need to come with a snack tray? We have that too. Do you want to make a terrarium? I know that sounds like the dumbest station. I'm going to be at the terrarium station with my glass of wine out of my choosing from the wine station. There should also be a puppy station where you go in and you can just play with the puppies. For the cat people, there's also the cat people station. I have a lot of stations planned out. I, I thought a lot about this. They, I mean, how many times can I play dodgeball in, as an adult? Or for those people that don't want to play at the dodgeball uh, court, how about we go over and we do the snack station and then go and start playing Cards Against Humanity. That's a station. My husband won't play with me, but I would like to go to camp with people who would. Also, we have video games, but the video games are played outside. I'll even throw in the the ring for the Nintendo Switch just so that we can say we're getting exercise. So I'm looking for investors for this. So if you're in, let me know. We can work on this. And then just, gosh, what has else has been going on? Garage cleaning. So remember how I said I didn't really know what to use garages for? You use them, you clean them up, you make it look great. And you also find things that you move to your house and you're like, why is this here? Like how many damn balance bikes do we need? Uh, Why is the holiday stuff mixing in with random water guns? So I had to make like separate containers. Ah, But a garage is this great weird space where you can just go and throw things and then it's like treasure hunting. I feel like I'm constantly going through my house as a treasure hunter, mostly because I try to get my kids to go cleaning with me and it's hit or miss sometimes if they do that. So it's spring cleaning now. I started with my garage. We're going to see how it goes. And then the last leisurely thing I did was I, I was trying to do something new every day, just small things like, you know, if uh, something new, I used a different type of paint that I hadn't used before, or I tried uh, something different. I had tried my noodle maker, a really expensive noodle maker I got for Christmas twice and I was failing. It was, it was terrible. Then I tried the third time. I will say the directions were terrible. They were not uh, very comprehensive and how to do it correctly. And I made noodles, spaghetti noodles, regular, normal, I was very excited. I'm going to be featuring some of these other great noodles I'm going to be making in my future. So stand by for that. Anyway, if you're listening to this on a Friday, I hope you have a beautiful weekend. Easter is around the corner. Go do some socially distanced egg hunts. Even if you don't have children, just go find some eggs in some people's yard. Chickens are everywhere. You can go chase one. It's going to be fine. LOL.